This podcast is Everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bourbon and Borderlands here on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. I'm here with all the homies. We are all in the building. I've got Shawnice, Janae, Jabri, and Corey. What's up, wow. folks? Yo, yeah, what's up, man? It's a beautiful day to love and be loved. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I'm Panama Jackson, and we are here to talk all things Queen Sugar. And this is going to be a special episode. <laughs> and it's going to be a special episode for a few reasons. Number one, Corey is back to do the recaps. Apparently, this Lord. week was allowed him to bring the foolishness back in the way that he didn't do last the week. The boy is back. With a vengeance. But one of this man's advictions, one of his... Corey has had some pretty strong words hey, for, uh, for Ralph Angel and Darla's romance, or budding romance, as, as it were. So I'm looking forward to this here's, um, this here's recap. Make sure you follow along with us on Wednesday evenings on Twitter at B Borderlones, where one of us will be tweeting, usually Shawnice or Janae, uh, in their fun uh, chopper style. <laughs> they get it in. And uh, you know, if you have any thoughts, concerns, suggestions, questions, feel free to comment on SoundCloud or anywhere where you can comment, Apple Podcasts. Um, send us an email at the Blacktastic Podcast Network at gmail.com. And... Uh, We'll get right to it. So, without further ado, I'm glad to be back for this. <laughs> without further ado, no, man, I'm keeping. We are back. We are back with with, I'm with keeping the foolishness. It I'm Perhaps keeping. we actually none of us know what this recap is yeah, going to look nah. like, but based on the episode, I've learned I, from my ways, guys. This is going to be very PG. We all know that's a lie it's and a half. It's just not going to be true. Or an untruth. Yeah. So, Corey, you ready for the recap? Let's do it, man. All right, let's get it. All right, well, let's get into it, y'all. Um, so this will be my last recap. <laughs> if you've been following the podcast, you know why, but we'll get into that later. This week's episode starts off at Charlie's home, where Mike and Kiki are getting ready for prom. The family has gathered to see them off. Charlie, Aunt Vi, Hollywood, and even Nova are there taking pics, making toasts, and offering up unsolicited advice on how to behave on prom night. I must admit, Mike and Kiki look pretty good here. Aside from Micah's hairdo, which has oh. transformed from the Killmonger into a braided version of the Bobby Brown Gumby haircut. <laughs> Interesting stuff, I didn't realize it was braided at first, but yeah, yeah, you're right. Charlie tells Micah he has no curfew tonight. Micah is probably excited because that plan he made a month ago to get some oh. might just happen. After Micah whisks Kiki off to prom, Charlie and Nova discuss Charlie's upcoming debate at the town hall. Charlie's a little nervous. She knows the Landry Boudreaux's don't fight fair, and she wants to be prepared for whatever they throw her way. Being the great sister that she is, Nova hands Charlie a secret weapon that may help if things get a little out of control at the debate. More on this later. The next scene takes us to what is my saddest moment <laughs> of all the Queen Sugar seasons. A moment I was hoping I would never see. The beginning of the downfall of Ralph Angel. I shook my head so much watching all the foolishness that took place during this episode, I had to get somebody's girlfriend to rub my neck for me today. I'll, le I'll leave out her name to protect the guilty, but you are the real MVP. Anyway, back to the show. Ralph is dropping Blue off at Deisha's house for a play date, 
with Jawai, and of course he needs to discuss what the hell caused him to no-call, no-show for his date with Disha last week. Ralph Angel apologizes for missing the date. Disha asks if everything is okay. Ralph Angel responds, it's complicated. Well, I'm an avid user of the phrase, it's complicated, because it can, <laughs> <laughs> because it can be used to get out of many terrible situations. I'm sure I use it at least once a week. This was not the time nor the place for it. Sure Bad star for Ralph Angel. Next, we cut to Charlie and Nova at the diner practicing for the debate. I know my boo Charlie will kill it. Charlie, slide in my DMs. While practicing, Nova gets a text from Calvin that has her grinning from ear to ear. This was more than likely a penis pic, but I can't confirm you, that. That's just not really Either way, it's triggered another jungle fever outbreak for Nova, and Charlie tells her to take her butt home and get prepared for her boo. Oh Calvin shows up to the house with balloons and gifts and whatnot. They had a dinner reservation, but a penis storm puts a wrench in that, and Calvin offers to cook instead. This is the type of stuff I would like to do in real life, but I never actually do. Bonus points for Calvin. <laughs> Up next. You don't have to circle back to that. <laughs> because what's prom without a pregame, we find ourselves at a fancy hotel suite with Micah and Kiki and the rest of Micah's bandits of misfits. <laughs> Everybody's there but the homie Ant. Free Ant. Even though Ant is actually already free. Now I've given Micah a hard time the last few weeks for his trash game, and it looks like that trashness is contagious. And what has to be the most player-hating ass moment Ever, it like really ever in the history of Negro bad. television, Micah's homies bust him out in front of everyone for having reserved his own private room away from the group for, for, for some potentially private one-on-one -on -one time with Kiki. So with, petty. With friends like this, who needs enemies? <laughs> I've never been more disappointed in my life. Their father needs to get active in their lives. <laughs> At Aunt Vi's house, Hollywood has been putting that Amazon Prime membership to good use and has purchased some motorcycle accessories for his new bike. Even bought Aunt Vi a helmet. What a nice guy. Aunt Vi notifies Hollywood that he can send the helmet right back where it came from because she ain't riding no bike. In a moment of pure honesty, Hollywood tells Aunt Vi she ain't no damn fun. <laughs> this episode takes a turn for the worse. The competitive spirit in Aunt Vi comes out, and she seeks to prove just how much fun she can be with a little assistance from Alexa and her favorite playlist. Aunt Vi proceeds to give Hollywood the least sexy, sexy dance I've ever seen in my life. Aunt Vi, you were very sexy. <laughs> Next, we find Ralph Angel at Deisha's house to pick Blue up from his play date. Ralph Angel lets Deisha know that he hasn't been totally honest with her, and that for the last two weeks, he's been going to see Darla every day to help her get over her relapse. Disha, being the understanding woman she is, says she gets it. He feels obligated to be there for his friend. Ralph Angel, being the idiot that he is, says, nah, it's not even obligation. He wants to be there because he's in love with Darla. Disha respects it, but she ain't playing second fiddle to nobody. And just like that, Ralph Angel and Disha and over. And just like that, I'm over Queen Sugar. <laughs> I told y'all I was done watching if Ralph Angel took that little crackhead back. And I'm sticking to it. It takes a special kind of dummy to pick a crackhead over a pretty, smart, intelligent, professional woman. Coming into the season, Ralph Angel was my favorite character, but all that is done now. I changed the channel, and I didn't watch the rest of the episode. <laughs> Recap over. Instead, I watched old YouTube clips of To Catch a Predator. I love that show. <laughs> Get him out of here. But anyway, word on the street, even though I didn't watch the show, <laughs> word on the street, however, is that Nova and Calva had a romantic night together, Calvin jackhammers that thing out. Oh, the good sex got Calvin thinking about changing his address back to New Orleans. 
Jacob Boudreaux breaks up Charlie's practice to inform her that she will no way know how to win this election. The Boudreaux's got this thing sewed up. Jacob ain't really about that life, though, and Charlie convinces him that he should find a way to drop out the race. At a press conference, Jacob tells the world that his grandma was a black lady, which is weird. He's definitely bound to lose the race now. <laughs> well, at least Charlie thinks so. And lastly, the village idiot, also known as Ralph Angel, has a one-on-one -on -one with Darla and lets her know he wants that old thing back. No, how many, no matter how many miles star, I mean Darla, has on the odometer, oh. <laughs> sign Ralph Angel up for the wow, ride. The like my mama says, they make a new fool every day. Recap done. All oh, that was word on the street, huh? Word on the street. I didn't watch the rest of that shit. Man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Oh, recaps with Corey. <laughs> recaps with Corey. I, I wanna, are we watching the same thing? What do you mean? That's exactly what happened. <laughs> I mean, we wa we wa we're all a watching take. a version of the same thing. That's it is a take. take. Yes. 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 Yeah, we're all yes. watching a version of the same thing. Luckily, there's more of the show to come <laughs> when... The Good, the Bad, and the Nova. Shows up right after this break on Bourbon and Board Loans. Welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlands on the Black Tastic Podcast Network. So we're going to get started with the good, the bad, and the nova. And I got a lot of good today. Um, I'll start with, we'll start at the beginning. Um, we've been seeing a pattern of men sharing and bonding for the past couple episodes. We've commented on it. And we e even see it today with uh, Hollywood um, speaking to Micah before they were going off to prom. Um, we later find out that Hollywood is thinking of offering a men's social club. What did he decide to call it? The spot? The real spot. The real spot. The real spot. The real spot. I think that's so nice. We would, we've been talking about how men need um, groups and they need not not formal therapy sessions, but they need a space to, you know, to talk and share those bonds. And we've been seeing that informally for the past couple of episodes. But I think it's really good that Hollywood is looking to start something like that for the men. I completely agree. That's really cool. Like, uh, you need the spot. You need the you need the real spot. You need some place where you can talk to people. You need them dudes that you can talk to, that you can be real with, that you don't have to be fake with. You don't got to be macho with them. You can just be like, yo, life kicking my ass, and, you know, and that's real. Corey, so. why your face twisted up like that? I'm just not really here for this male <laughs> therapy. These, you know, these, these male therapy sessions with grown men, like, you know, this male bonding and stuff. I don't know. I, What's wrong with male bonding? I mean, what they have. You don't male bond? bond? No, um, not probably not. Not at this stage in life. I don't I think, think so. I think you do. I don't know. I don't know if I call it. Maybe I don't think of it as male bonding. Um, but, yeah, like this this idea of like. I'll make me hug you. Right. You I know. definitely <laughs> feel like we. We've we've male bonded like I don't. We've had conversations. We do entire podcasts where we talk about stuff. We're literally sitting in a room with a bunch of dudes talking about stuff. No, I think that's that toxic. Which includes? No, it's not toxic. Seeping through. Seeping through. Hate to see it. There's a mission to make you know to make the men softer. How is that? What are you talking about? That's actual toxic masculinity. That is like the most hotep shit. That's from the toxic handbook. Right there, Corey, our <laughs> resident hotel. Okay, I, let me say this: I I hated the name, the real spot. Yeah, that's corny. I, I thought he had better names. I thought the St. Joe's Men's Social, Men's Social whatever Club. it was. I was like, that's a good name because it doesn't imply anything other than a place for dudes to come hang out. Then you get in there and start talking about whatever. Guys hate like Corey over here hate. Mm -hmm. Stuff that implies that actual feelings might be shared. So as long as you don't have something that implies feelings or anything in the title, in the real spot to me, for it's just not a good name. 
It's not. Nobody's going to the real spot. It's corny. But like, Maybe what? So wait, who goes there? What, what night do you go there? I ain't going there on Friday night. They got they rich. <laughs> well, I will say, I will say that on U Street, there's a spot called the Right Spot, and it be kind of popping. <laughs> when people are talking about their I real feelings, it ain't a man spot though. It's it's a little ratchet. Actually. I'm just saying. Listen, I think it's a good idea too. I do. I do. Dudes need a place to go right. and just be free. That's why we have man caves. That's why dudes. That's why you go to these alumni meetings for our colleges. They're all on random evenings, so so these old dudes can get away from their wives for an hour or two. You know what get I mean? Get away like, from no, no. your wives. Like just throwing dudes together though doesn't create that type of chemistry, sure. right? So just putting dudes in a spot. Just doesn't mean that we're just gonna start like. Nah, but if you make it real, my, my inner secret, right? With, right, with, right. Real, you put us in a spot, real spot. We're gonna start talking football, but okay. which is which is kind of what it's the entry Hollywood's way. rebelling against because all his friends want to talk was football when he wanted to talk about what was wrong. Well, I'm gonna give Hollywood a little bit of credit and and, and assume that this is still very much so an idea in development. It's a discovery so phase. I don't think it's just a matter of like. Hey guys, let's just show up to the real spot and talk. Yeah. Like I think there ha- there is going to have to be some intentional planning and 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 thinking about what this is actually going to look like, but even having the idea in and of itself I think is a step in a positive direction. Well, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I think. Like Hollywood got Hollywood got that money last season. He's looking for a way to go broke. So, you, you know, he's looking, <laughs> he's looking, he's he's looking for all the, all the bad investments he can make. In the community. Let me tell you how this stuff works for dudes cuz you don't know what Corey's talking about over here. This works for dudes. Look all it takes is one guy to start sharing, right? Like you get a bunch of guys together, and one guy starts talking. It's like a, it's like dominoes. People start jumping in, and next thing you know, every dude feels like, "Wait, you feel that way too?" Let me tell you. Then everybody, dudes want to overshare at that point. That's the problem. You Wait, end up getting oversharing. Would, would you go somewhere with the intent of, "I need to go share tonight"? Like, let no, me you want to go there with that intent, dude? I, yes, yes, yeah, I'm a, yes, yes, yeah, absolutely, I would. I, and I would call y'all to do it. If I felt, if I really had some stuff, something I was going through, I would literally call all my homies and be like, "Yo, we need to go get a drink. I need to talk. Can we go sit?" Can, and you know what? Everybody would show up. You'd be there. Yeah, y'all would all but, show but up in a heartbeat, like a, uh, and you would listen to me, and you would know, give man. sound advice, and you would give sound. Show up at the bar. <laughs> but that's because you have friends that you can talk to. Hollywood even acknowledges the fact that he has outlets. He has by. He understands the importance of self care. But this isn't necessarily for him. It's for all of those other men in the community who don't have anything like that. And so I think that it's really great that he's trying to build a network of men where they're able to share and, and be vulnerable right. it's a and, good thing. and feel comfortable enough to share these things that they may not feel comfortable enough to share with, you know, their their significant others or whoever else with other men that can actually understand and know the pressures and the unique set of circumstances that they're dealing with. I think it's a good thing. It's a yeah. good thing. All right. And so let's mosey on back to the prom. So, first of all, Kiki's prom dress, yes, I love the pink, it was very cute, you look good, sis, but you know, I... Uh She did the... Wait, I can't even do it, like... (sighs) Don't, don't do I don't know how to do it. I can't do it. <laughs> this is one of the things they would discuss at Hollywood's place. Don't ever make that sound. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, <laughs> so as uncomfortable as teenage sex makes me, Same. I <laughs> on on this platform, I do think that it's a really good thing that Micah and Kiki are spending so much time talking about it beforehand and not just you know doing whatever feels right at the moment. I think there's something to be said about um, the responsibility that they're taking um, and the high regard that they're both holding um, their first or her first time to. Yeah, I think uh, Micah's doing a real good job being, um, being thoughtful 
being being loving, being caring, um, you know, taking it one step at a time, always putting it back in Kiki's court. The only thing, though, well, uh, this page they may have sex by the time they finish college. <laughs> <laughs> Not a bad thing. <laughs> He's right. Well, yeah. Sometimes babies show up when He's you do this. One step right. At a time. right. I mean, well, she, but, she said she on birth control. So right. Yeah. She did. She did say that. <laughs> She's been ready. That's what I told you. She's been on birth control for what she said, six weeks? She's been for six weeks. weeks. That means mean, mean, back when there was a lookout mountain. Right, that's some forethought. Right, that's some forethought. <laughs> like I she said. That's some forethought. Okay. The, only, the only thing that Micah did wrong, in my opinion. Lord Jesus. Some reproductive health experts over here. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I Google that. Micah needs to stop uh, conflating the, the room with her being ready, right? I think he needs to say, listen, let's go ahead and have that room to ourselves. Let's spend some time together, and whatever happens, happens. In the room mm-hmm. he keeps putting on are you ready for this room <laughs> you know what i mean where it's not quite like this they're not separate things well i don't and think he's conflating be. the that's room thoughts, but, right he doesn't quite have the words of being 18 that's his only mistake no i'm with mike on it i think he's doing a good job he's just one little tiny i think he thinks she's thing. ready because she said she was ready yeah no but he's mm-hmm. but, but she's clearly what, backtracking but to have a second thought and to jerry's point he's thinking the only way he should keep the room is if they're going to have sex right that's what i'm trying to say okay at the end of the day if we like we should still be able to spend this time together, right. and if Netflix you're not ready, chill, right? That's still. okay. But I get what you're saying. That's all I'm trying to say. Okay, Thank I you. got you. I got you. Mm, y'all took that totally different than I did. I thought Michael was terrible. This game is fucking <laughs> horrible. I'm sitting He's here watching this dude. It. Like this is whack. Like you can't mess this up any more than what he's doing. Wouldn't you want somebody to take that care with your daughter? Um, she's if she's ready. Like when she's at the point where she's ready. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't uh, want her. Uh, I don't, I don't uh, want her to ever be ready. Like, it's hard for me to uh, say I want my daughter. Uh, uh, I want somebody to do anything. You with, want somebody with my to take daughter. that care with your daughter? Um, when she's at the point where she needs to be, when she's ready, like, dude, y'all stop talking about it. Let's get it over with. But, but also, real kudos to her for going ahead and getting on birth control and being on for a period of time because yeah. you need to make sure that it's effective. True. And taking advantage of her like, own sexual exactly, agency. Exactly. Yeah. Kudos to you, sir. Yes. To Corey's point, right quick though. So, so just right quick though, if it was game, right? Yes. This is the right game for this particular. Oh no, sir. Girl, no, what? sir. Because no, she's 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 skittish. You know, she likes to go <laughs> slow. Skittish. I'm sorry. Was that negative? I'm sorry. No, no, I just thought it was funny. It's just a funny word. I'm just saying she likes to go slow. Okay. So like he has to he has to be very sensitive to the fact that she likes to go slow. She's so. Right, she's thoughtful, so he has to be thoughtful. He has to keep putting it back in her court. Like, that's the way that she's going to feel comfortable. Even if it was just game and he was insincere. Even though I think he is sincere, so I'm, I'm riding with him. But to your point, Corey, if it was just game, mm-hmm. this is the proper game for this particular girl. Well... I'm gonna have to. We just have to go. Okay. I got some other things. I've been in this situation before. This ain't the way. This ain't the key to success. Michael, email me. DM me. I'll I'll help you out. All right. Never mind. So we can't have both Micah and his mama in your videos. No. So speaking of the sexy time. Aunt Vi seems to have gotten her little groove back. Um, so, so don't tell yes. Aunt Vi she ain't no fun, oh, baby girl. Part of show? Yes, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you are annoying. Did I transition? Aunt Vi was ready with the striptease, okay? So uh, to me, okay. I took this as the issues that Aunt Vi was having around, you know, sexuality and, you know, being wanting to have sex with her husband. I mean, this, this I guess this didn't imply wanting to have sex, but it was she felt more comfortable. So it seems like some of the issues that they may have been having a couple episodes back have maybe subsided, um, which I think is a good thing. What's wrong with that, Corey? 
you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Let's make sure that we're all clear. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Well, no, so, so go ahead, Envi. You get yours. Well, yeah. Yes. So I definitely, you know, I, I like Envi. I definitely like Hollywood. So I would want their relationship to be successful. And you know, sex is a part of their relationship. So they need to have sex. But what they don't need to do is have sex on camera. Right? <laughs> we don't need to see it. It's too much. It wasn't even sexy. It was like a bad attempt at sexy. Goodbye. It was. Okay, okay now I'm going to challenge you here. I, I have a question. So for the past couple of weeks, we've been, you know, talking about Prosper and how cute it is that, you know, that he and Lady Genevieve, and you even mentioned, like, yeah. spending the night and waking up to her. For sure. So Prosper is definitely way older than than right. I. So why is that okay? If they had, like, why Prosper on here with his shirt okay? off doing, like, a sexy dance, I would be like, yo, this is too much. Like, okay. Hey, All right. I just don't want to see right. it. I, can't I was just see checking it. in. There is a difference. Okay. I, will, I will say that. But I, I also, I don't have a problem. Like, I, one thing I appreciate so far in the show is that the writers are showing love in all of its mm -hmm, forms. Across, mm -hmm. Like, we have Prosper and Lady Genevieve, who are octogenarians, wherever they are mm -hmm. in life, 174 years old. I can't. And then we have Micah and Kiki discussing it, like, mm -hmm. the burgeoning beginning of those type of discussions. We have, you know, it, we run in the gamut of relationship yeah. ages on this show. So yeah, I can everybody's appreciate it. Everybody's getting it in. Everybody's gotten it and in. And even beyond the sex, though, I think it's just good to see Hollywood. Free Romero. And I don't know where he's at. Romero said he is fed up. Uh, yeah, and he, I mean, we ain't seen my man in a couple yeah. episodes, but anyway. No, but it's just good to see uh, Vi and Hollywood back in a good so, space. Hold up. So, like, the the, hot, the the tub moment was cool. I was cool with that. Like, there was in the tub, they okay. having like a little intimate moment. Okay. She yeah. rubbing his back and stuff. I'm cool with that. So, you just okay. didn't want to see her bra? The strip tease, I, no, I did not want to see that. <laughs> the strip tease, I was not so cool with. The tub moment was great, though. Like, this is, you know. That, oh, so you, so you so can see Hollywood making back, but you don't want to see. Way to walk yourself right into right. that. So you don't want to see her bra, but you want to see his naked back. I was really talking about the moment. You know uh, what I'm saying? I uh, feel like there's a line. I'm I, I could have been in the tub, and, and Hollywood could have been rubbing her back, and I would have been like, that's "But that's not what happened." I'm saying if it would have happened that way, that's I'm hypothetical. Fine. We don't know. All right. Anyway, um, I'm glad yeah. that they're showing that <laughs> they got a limit to to old that folks sexuality. Sexiness. Okay. Sexuality does not expire after a certain age. And period. Some things expire. <laughs> you know what? Just <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now this this particular moment, I was <laughs> dropping low for Jesus. Y'all make me sick. <laughs> Stop, guys. That All old right. meat ain't good forever. Oh, throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> Can we move on? Okay. So this this particular. <laughs> This particular moment, I wasn't really sure where to place it as far as good and bad. So I'll, this is like our segue, right? So Jacob Boudreaux revealed on the news that his grandmother was black and that she... <laughs> great grandmother. Great grandmother was but black. But was his Lambo blue? Good, mm. You know okay. what? <laughs> Y'all just really going to be That's on one His day. grandmother, great, great grandmother, somebody in the family is black, and she was in fact a borderline. Um, now, I think it was good that Charlie was able to leverage that information to get him to do what she wanted him to do. Now, segueing over to the bad, I really don't think that this will have the effect that Charlie thinks that it will have on the campaign. Um, I think I think it'll backfire. What y'all think? I agree. I think Charlie, in being her usual calculated self, has at least is under the impression that this is the best way to leverage that information. But I think that she's put too much of the ball 
and and Jacob Boudreaux's court. I think she's given him too much time to get ahead of it. And even mm -hmm. in the news conference piece of it, I mean, he was looking very, you know, uh, conciliatory mm -hmm. about it. And we're going to challenge the pricing structure. So yeah. So what do you? What do you think his intent is? Do you feel like he's trying to throw the race like Charlie asked? No. I, no, I, I do. I do. I actually do. You think so? I don't think he want. He said he didn't want to be there in the first I place. I just don't trust him. I don't I mean, I don't trust him. I feel him. like he could have did better if he was really trying to throw the race. I right. Like, well, he's, he's spun it favorably for himself. Nah, exactly. If he to throw the race, he'd be like, I'm black, y'all. But, <laughs> yeah. but, but what he did do, he distanced himself from his, like, his, his business cohorts. Yeah. Right? That's true. Because he's like, we're going to. Reexamine these price, basically. right? We're gonna mm -hmm. reexamine these price structures. Like that's not cool with people who he are his whole yeah. family throwing the bus. bus. Yeah. Yes. That's by, what by I'm the, the black, every all of that stuff is completely right. thrown under the bus. Right. It's it's Nova esque. Yeah. He just, he just dropped family he secrets. Gonna, if he's gonna do that, he might as well quit. Because first of all, the family not gonna he allow it. He said he can't quit. Why? They won't let him. But if they're not gonna let him quit, then they're also not gonna the let him do this either. People who told him that he won <laughs> are the same people who like you can't drop out of the race. But then okay, so two things. One, if if he isn't, if he, if he did all of that, all of that stuff that he was talking at the beginning, like, well, the family already said it's wrapped up. So, like, what happened to all of that? Like, all of these different things that were supposedly already in motion that Charlie never had a chance to win the race in the first place. Like, is none of that happening anymore? Right. And then the second thing, I don't remember what it was. I think, <laughs> but, go ahead, but, it was a second. but to that point, I think he's trying to distance himself from the people who told him it's all wrapped up. I remember that's okay, who he's yes. trying to alienate. He's trying to alienate those people who said it's all wrapped up. I agree with that, but at the same time, I think by the way that he's been able to spin it, I think he may even be able to pick up some of the people that Charlie thinks she already has in the bag. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, because no. they're not even yeah. really rocking with Charlie. Wait, like so that. You, think, you think black people gonna vote for him because his grandma? Yes, black? okay, because mm -hmm. you remember no, not because his grandmother's black, but because he's dedicated to. Adjusting the to price the of, he's, he's to the reform, and so like even when they were doing like the town when she was doing the town hall prep with Nova, and Nova threw out that kind of question that she might get from Jacob about her being like this transplant person who's just a basketball wife, and and Jacob is from here, and this, that, and the third. There may be people who are really tied to voting for somebody who's actually born and raised and and groomed in the community, yeah. and so I think by giving him this space to spin this issue in a way that maybe puts him in, because as far as they know right now, all the Landry Boudreaux are the same. They ain't never cared about black people. None of their policies work for us. But right now he's on TV looking like he's trying to change the system and he actually already has a seat at the mm -hmm. table. It made so him why would people want to bet on Charlie? I think she's made it diff more difficult for him to actually beat him, for herself to beat him. Yeah. Yeah. Accidentally. Accidentally. Right? Yeah, because, no, like, yeah, because she has all these numbers in her head. Right. Going, where, where, where did she get them from? Right. He's going to lose 10, 15% of his base and then, mm -hmm. you know, the black folk will come to me. I'm not so sure. I don't know who her analyst is. She's looking like Hillary Clinton right now. <laughs> Lord Jesus. But like the, so like the Jacob Charlie dynamic is like, it's juicy for analysis because yeah. it's like there's so many layers to it, right? So it's like Jacob has grown up with this white privilege, which he sort of acknowledges. <sighs> yeah, ish. Begrudgingly, right? <laughs> but he was willing to deal with it once Charlie put it in his face, right? She called him a mediocre white man. Um, Which is so mean. She showed him the picture. <laughs> Which is so true. <laughs> she showed him the picture of a, a great-grandma, and then he played the tape of Mama and her blatant racism. Mm -hmm. So about Calling Charlie a mulatto gal. Okay, so about <laughs> the tape, do you think that he was surprised because 
oh, I didn't know my mother could speak this way? Or was he thinking like, oh, if she released this tape, my campaign's ruined? I see. I, I And that's what gives me pause because I just really don't. I feel like how could you not know? How did you not you know? Were this right, is your she mama. raised you. Yeah, that's why she was she like that. Yeah, I'm sure she's that's been like this at the house sometimes. Right. Yeah. That that's possible. Yeah. But without the without the context for it to come up, it might not come up. You know, like if there's no mulatta gal within yeah. <laughs> within the uh nah, she, the she make the atmosphere. I feel, I feel like Francis Bujo has carried that hatred of black women because I remember I said she was jealous. Mm-hmm. She's carried that hatred for her whole life. So ain't yeah. no way that ain't never slipped out before. I mean, even okay. in the, the, the people that sh- that work for them on their estate or whatever, like I can't imagine that this is completely coming out of left field. You can't, you can't hide racism. And if, if not yeah. to black people in general, especially definitely to black women. Yeah. She definitely has a spe- special hatred for black women. I agree yeah. with that. I agree with that. Yes. Jacob himself. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob himself, though, I, he handled the situation, I guess, decent enough for me. I don't, I'm sort of wait and see at this point with him. It was like, he got locked in the place with her. First of all, why the door wasn't locked? How did he walk up in here like that? Okay, he just walked in. You know, Charlie got Nova, 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 Nova didn't lock the door when she left out. Right. Nova's still messing up. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, I mean, Nova always. Nova's still messing up. Yeah, no, no. But like, once they got locked in there together, like he was like, you know, what can I do better? He listened. He heard her out. Now she should have told him to leave. I don't know why she didn't tell him to leave because she didn't want him to be well, there. She did kind of tell him, you know, she's like, your time is tomorrow. Mine well, is today. Well, she was. She was going to try to leave, leave but, but that, that little that storm, storm uh, kicked up a notch. I don't know. I wasn't feeling that scene. I don't. I don't. I don't understand like Jacob's motivation to assist her. Like, what is your goal in life? And what, that's what why is, I don't trust it. Well, Jacob loves her. I, I'm, I'm convinced that Jacob. But he's not even he, trying to holler though. No, no. He well, she's made. He it has clear before. That, no, he, he's he's trying to holler lots. Mm-hmm. Like you, the same episode where you was like Charlie looking good over yes, here. He was staring her down. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, he noticed until, yeah, until, yeah, she, yeah. until she played him. Yeah. Like, Jacob like, likes he, her. He's J- Jacob with is the, not the the sharpest knife in the drawer, and I don't mean that in a. In his a, game is as trash as Mike. No, what I'm saying, like, like I think Jacob is somebody who he's like that dude in the family who. Really, just wants to go off and play the guitar somewhere, like under a tree, but his family keeps making him be part of the family yeah. structure. He don't want none of this stuff. Like he just—he's he, born into yeah, it. He just he's like, obligated. dude, I, he probably majored in like art. And no <laughs> shot to anybody who's an art major. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> he was not a Thanks, business buddy. dude. You know, like he's just somebody who literally it's just wants studies. to live his life by himself and not do any of this stuff. But he keeps getting thrown into all this. Stuff. I, I actually, in a weird way, I like Jacob. Like uh, he's, oh, you're doing and, too much now. No, I mean, he just, I believe that he's as genuine as he comes across. I agree with I, that. Absolutely. Right? And you know what? That And I was going to go into this, but we kind of talked about it. That whole, that initial conversation that they had when he was talking about his privilege and his power, it was so nasty. And it pissed me, like, my chest was tight. I, my blood was boiling. Um, and I was... I wasn't sure if it was just an intimidation tactic or if he really, really sincerely had the had the election in the bag. And like, like y'all were does. saying, or at least he's been told that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. like he's y'all been were led s- to believe that. Right, and like y'all were saying, like I just, I don't, I'm not sure that he's sincere in trying to help. Char- like I just, I don't, I don't trust him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust his ability to help her. He's a coward. <laughs> but I, he's I think coward. I trust. Yeah. Yeah, so with him being a coward, right? With him being a coward, is he is he more loyal to Charlie? Is he going to be loyal to Charlie, or is he going to be loyal to his mom? I think he's doing the extent to which he is willing to do by 
feeling like he coming to Charlie and warning her about all of these things that yeah. he, he feels didn't have around to the do pipe. That. Like, right. he didn't have to say That's that what stuff. he feels like is, you know, really going out on a limb and, you know, yeah. trying to go So why he didn't family. come and say, Charlie, you know what? This this but he came real nasty and real like white power. Uh, did he really though? He, he was did. like he was like drop out because no. the system is for me, it's right. not for you. He came to tell so her drop like, out just because it's not gonna work out. Right. It's not go- like I'm trying to help you just avoid embarrassment and losing. Like just just quit. Because I've already been told I'm going to win this race. Like, it's a wrap. Like, I mean, why I will, are you still here? I don't think he came with, like, love in his heart. Um, <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, he I, think he, I think this is Jacob's game, though. He's like, I'm trying to give you the info, and maybe you'll see the good in me, and maybe you can see what but like the, what we can be because you see. Like, no. we can, maybe we can work. I'll help you. He said that I'll help you out. Like, I'll help you out in things you want to do. Like, Jacob is still trying to holler. I mean, he is. But then also the last time that they, I believe the last time they spoke in person was when I think he came to her office and she oh, kind yeah. of put her cards on she the played table. Them. And she played them. And so I think, table. I don't you think that what? they're necessarily in, in a, in a, positive good space i think he's a little you know burned from that interaction but at the same time i do think he still has you know some sort of love for charlie that he feels like warning her is you know really trying is going to do her a favor yeah. but he clearly doesn't he know he yeah. cares that he cares he in, cares in but his if he, in his in his, in his cowardly life. way right so it's a it's a it's a larger statement on like white allyship right and, exactly. so it's like somebody who is a beneficiary of a system that places them on a pedestal mm-hmm. and but but has a decent heart though right what does he do to dismantle the system like he mm-hmm. he cares about charlie he likes charlie he cares about her genuinely but he also likes his life yeah he also likes where he's been placed and so he doesn't think the system will ever fail so he believes they told me i'm winning i'm winning yeah, the only course you have do. is to drop out right he expects to win but the people who also are telling him are white supremacists they they're like what how could this how how could this mulatto gal actually actually <laughs> win? Be understated. Right, you know what I'm saying? So, right, he comes from yeah. Francis. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like so he has a decent heart, but Francis is white supremacy personified. And he okay? has to understand. She's like that, sugar because yeah. it's white. I mean <laughs> like and that and you, and you're absolutely right in understanding what, like, okay. what real allyship looks like. It's actually not coming to somebody to tell you what to do, but doing the work yourself, trying to figure out how you can, you know, remove yourself from that pedestal. And that, I mean, really, are you willing to give up all of the things that have put you in this, you know, put you on this pedestal? And are are you really, really for? you know, a, a level playing field when right. you realize that you're not going to be able to take advantage of the same privileges that you once were. And I think that's where, you know, you can separate the real from the fake. Like, how far does your allyship actually go? Mm-hmm. You know, are you Listen, just going to keep to paying lip service? And make sure that can't nobody withdraw nothing. Mm-hmm. He's a millionaire. After that, he can do whatever he wants to do. He can literally... Once, I, he, once the bag is secured, he can literally participant help out. in the system. I got a feeling Jake will draw some with trust fund. I don't know. I don't. I don't he got know. An allowance. Yeah, he got an allowance. <laughs> I, I don't. So. I don't know how much control his finances he is. I agree. I, I I do think that. Like I agree with everything you're saying, and I think that honestly, this dude shows up trying. This is him trying to help. He's yeah, like, I am literally trying to help you. I want you to see that I'm. This is him showing her. I am. I'm here for you. See. I want you to know that I don't want you to be made a fool of. You made a fool of me, and I still don't want you to be made a fool of losing on 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 this big stage. And I I think the dude is genuine. He's a he's he's a sincere idiot. Like he is, yeah. he's a very sincere dude who you're right doesn't want to give up the privilege and everything that comes along with it. But he's he's the dude who was rich in school but still trying to hang with everybody else. 
you know, who maybe didn't have as much, but tried to make himself seem like he was down. Like, yeah. <laughs> He's just he's just not built for the family he's in, you know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah. not. That's yeah. he doesn't belong there, but he's really enjoying that blue Lamborghini. Yeah. Lamborghini. <laughs> that yeah. blue Lambo. But to your point, Shawnice, I don't think this is gonna be as cut and dry as, as Charlie thinks it's gonna be. Absolutely Jesus. not. Have we talked about the fact that she has predicted the percentages that this little <laughs> stunt is going Listen, to Listen, who is her statistician? I think she did her own stats. Okay. Um because what she said was like a 10 to 15, 10 to 15% percent of his percent own, of his supporters, the, the, the white people who are actually racist, and then the black people that support him will not like that he's pandering to this She had that. She, had, she was There's so a lot of assumptions. Sure. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of assumptions Listen, there. Listen, Charlie got a whole team that's much bigger than Prosper and Lady Genevieve. But who's on her team? Do we know? Well, Romero's not anymore. Uh, yeah, Boom. Nope. Free Romero. <laughs> <laughs> free Romero. Y'all I'm glad he's gone. And Free Benny. All right, so let's let's mosey on over to uh, Deisha and Ralph Angel. So yeah, let's mosey on over there. <laughs> okay, she's our way down. Corey, that, that Corey is a little road. too ready. I'm sorry. Let's start off. Let's start off slow. <laughs> so when we first see them, it definitely seemed like Deisha was a little cold, a little you know, a little cool towards Ralph Angel. She was definitely on alert. Um, I I got the vibe that if if he didn't get it, it was definitely clear to me that he needed to be coming correct. Um, with Disha moving forward because um, she seemed like she was on to whatever. Like, she wasn't really, you know, for the games. Um, but he did not come correct uh, at all. Yeah, he started slow. Um, <laughs> it turns out that he has been ducking Disha and instead going to see Darla on a consistent basis. Mm, mm, um, he even goes as far... <laughs> he even goes as far to admit to Disha that he is still in love with Darla. Um, I thought that Disha took it pretty cool. Um, she took it as any woman who has self-confidence would, knowing that it is not her problem, that it is his problem. Um, and she, you know, she was very cool about it. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I kept saying it, like, jokingly, but I just wasn't expecting it to happen this, this week. I, I don't know. I mean, I think we've always acknowledged that Deisha is a grown-ass woman. Okay. She is a class act. Yes. Um, she handled that in, in the best way that I think anybody in that situation could. I think that, you know, Rod clearly made it clear that Which he is- he wasn't in a space where he could be for Deisha what she deserved. And without even, you know, as it, when Rod makes it clear that he still loves Darla, She's like, that's really all I need to know because I, I'm not going to play second fiddle. And you can't do anything but respect that. Like, I have, I have absolutely... I'm not going to beg no, you. I have absolutely nothing but respect for Deisha because even with, with Rod's admission that he was still in love with Darla, he still didn't necessarily say that, like, you know, but I, I don't... I might still want to see what... Like, no, I'm just going to let you know. Like, I'm, this is, that's cool. You do you. I'm going to do me. And it is what it is. And so I have nothing but respect for Deisha... Um, moving on. What? Uh, <laughs> why y'all looking at me? Because I know nah, you got something to say. So, no, from, from, nah, from Deisha's perspective, I think she absolutely handled things uh, the best way possible that she could. Um, mm-hmm. You know, she didn't, like, you know, cut up or act a fool. And, you know, that wasn't necessary. Uh, I think from Ralph Angel's <laughs> perspective, I mean, this is a terrible decision. <laughs> like... Even if he thought he loved Darla, he probably should have just like played this out a little bit longer, you know. Why so, would he do that? Hmm, it's because sometimes you gotta like 
you can't go with like your, your your first instinct. You gotta like let things play out, you know, so you can see that you know what I was really tripping the other day when I thought I wanted her back, and now I realize I have a much better thing over here. But hasn't he been letting it play out? Like it's been some time. Like I feel like I've been saying for weeks, and we've been pointing out right. the sign for it. For, but this for, a, this this a drama bond, which I called it uh, trauma. Trauma bond. No, no. no. First of yeah, all, no. Leo, Leo and Darla had a trauma bond. No, Ralph Angel's feeling bad for Darla right now because she cracked out on the floor. Look, you know what? I'll give you that. I'll give you that. When she hurts, yeah, once, once she bounces back, she in, in reality, yeah. Once reality, once she bounces back, and reality kicks in, he gonna be like, you know what? Disha's over here, the epitome of class and sophistication. Why would I ever leave this? But sometimes it takes something dramatic to you make something. you see how if much. Any you really person care in this person. room would advise their friend who is dating both Darla and Disha to take Darla. You are not a good friend. I would advise them to follow their <laughs> if, heart. If, if you would advise your friend to take Darla over Disha, you are a terrible friend. I would advise them to follow their heart. I believe it was Poet Laureate, Pusha T. <laughs> what he who said? Who said, when you know, you know. He knew. And Negative. Ralph Angel knows. Based he, on current U.S. divorce rates, you Listen, don't know. <laughs> Ralph Angel ain't the most verbose person on the show. <laughs> when he does speak, it's very deliberate. What he said to Disha, what he said to the woman he's dating was... When this other woman hurts, I hurt. When she bleeds, I bleed. It ain't even a choice. That's just a time thing, bro. So blues were like, like five or six. You know what I'm saying? If you if you've been involved with someone for the, for five six years, however old blue is, and they are like you're going to blue feel. Eight. All right, so shit, eight years at this point, then right? So you're going to have strong feelings for that person, and when things don't go right for them, you're gonna feel bad for them. But that does not mean that it's your soulmate, and that does not mean this is the best decision for you. Sometimes you got to let that little thing, that little moment ride out and wake up and, and snap it back into reality and be like, you know what? I was tripping. Sober Darla ain't bad, though. Like, so, Sober Darla is not a bad choice. Like, she actually... She held him down when they were together. Like, we forget. all like his she, insecurities, yeah. working, working things out on the farm. She's, she was there for him. She's been through some stuff. I mean, I, I, I get what you're saying in principle. When the family was trying to ice him out of the farm, she was the one, you know, helping him. She didn't have know. nothing else to do. She didn't have a day job. <laughs> she yes, did. she did. She was working the park, at the parking lot. Yeah, Where Darla is a deadbeat. She's working yeah. yeah. work 60 hours a week. Yeah. She don't have I'm, time for that. I can only agree with Corey on paper. But, like, we don't live life on paper. Like, in, in, in real life. Dollar's a good choice for Ralph Angel. Man. Like, 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 like Dollar. No right. Way. I understand. I've talked to you about women before. There's no way. Dude, if I was dating him, a Dollar and a Disha, her, then like, you would tell me to freaking. I'm not, right. I'm not Darla, saying oh, that. Oh, man, my girl just relapsed. You'd be like, yeah, bro, just give her another shot, dog. Yeah, screw that. Not disagreeing. If we check in all pros and cons, Dollar got some cons. I don't disagree with that. But, like, there's, like, one big pro, and that's, like, the one. She the one Ralph Angel cares about. She the one Ralph Angel cares about. Yeah, stop it. Well, I mean, because and, that's a time thing. Though. And she's gonna be in his life though because of Blue. She don't, that's not his kid. <laughs> you don't have to be. That in is his kid. kid. It's as his far kid. As he's concerned. Don't, yes. don't change nothing. Don't. But he has made the choice to stay. So Ralph Angel said, way. "Don't change nothing." He's made we. <laughs> 
look, sometimes we look. applauded that young man for choosing to stay in Blue's life. You and can't I, feel obligated to stay with the mother of a kid that ain't even yours. I don't think he he been, but he been, I don't think he feels obligated. I think he loves Blue as his own child. When Disha puts him as obligations, he made sure to say it's not even an obligation. And then he already gave Blue the speech. Like they've already talked about it. Like he is. It's literally where he wants to be. It's a choice. I get that. I can understand his attachment to Blue, right? And you know that's a bond that that's not gonna be able to be broken, right? And and understandably so. But at the point where you have like two options in front of you, you always have to make good decisions. Making poor decisions is how you end up with with bad consequences in life. Period. Now you could promote that poor decision all you want, and then next season the poorest when he, when a poor he, decision is bag, subjective. It's it's risky. I don't know if it's poor. She That's just relapsed, dude. What you? Who signs up for? A Why did she relapse? Shit? She relapsed People for a relapse. reason, dog. So like, she had you talking about very, how life gonna happen to her for the rest of her guys, life. There's gonna always guys, be reasons, guys. So, Shani, mm-hmm. when you when you introed uh, this Disha Ralph Angel part, you you didn't seem to be on board with the way Ralph Angel spoke to Darla. So, I thought I thought he was actually pretty straightforward and pretty manly about it. He told her to her face, "Hey, I'm in love with a different person." So no, I, I wasn't not on board with it. I. I felt like, not that I was not on board with him telling her. I just felt like it was it was unfortunate that that's how it played out. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. But it's gonna okay. be unfortunate no matter how it plays out. There's yeah. never a right time to have yeah, that conversation. Thought, yeah, he ripped the bandaid off though. Yeah, it he, was like, you know, look, I've been I've in been, her house. Right, yeah. right. I've been MIA for two weeks. I wasn't on the farm like you assumed. I was actually with Darla. And, and she even cared when like, she hurt. Yeah, I hurt exactly. I, yeah. When she bleed, I bleed. I mean, you know. No, listen, I, I appreciate his honesty in that moment. I appreciate him getting cut into the chase and not dragging it on. I appreciate her reaction. I appreciate her care for um, Darla's well-being and Blue's well-being. I just think it was an unfortunate situation that yeah. that it you know, that it happened that way. I agree. I don't, yeah. I'm not even sure he came over there like... Intending to do that. Intending to do that. You yeah. know, like when he decided, it was like when, when Joao came through the door talking all crazy. And, <laughs> that was it. and Ralph Angel was just she's like, so yo, not do I'm not doing this until she's 18. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Jabri's like, no not, not on my watch. <laughs> no. Where her daddy at? No, Joao's on my watch. <laughs> I'm not playing. So. M- Along the same vein, I feel like, you know, when we transition to Ra actually being with Darla, he doesn't look as confident as he's been looking for the past couple of episodes around Darla. So I'm not sure if he was I'm not sure if it's obligation that he's feeling as opposed to romantic love or if he's scared to be jumping back in like this. Oh, he's just a little I nervous. I think it's scared. I yeah. think it's definitely scared. I think that it doesn't, everything that he told to Disha, I think is 100% true. He stuck to that script. If he'd have yeah. told her exactly <laughs> what he told, he told Disha, yeah. oh my that goodness, that would have been perfect. She well, maybe enough time has went by, he's rethinking this. Like, you know, <laughs> well, like 45 minutes. He was really tripping. Um, he was wearing yeah. the same outfit. Couldn't have been too long. But he, was, he was wearing his fond couture. To Corey's point, though, I feel like he may have been in it. Like, it looked like he was he's conflicted in, the, in his head. Like, he may have been, like, going back about being in love with Darla. No. And I think, so I think when he told Disha that, even if it wasn't necessarily, oh, I'm breaking up with you and now I'm about to go be with Darla, the fact of the matter is I'm in love with another woman. Right. And so me pursuing this relationship with you just isn't going to work. Now, when it comes to actually being with Darla, 
who's to say that that will or won't happen? Right. But at the end of the day, I can't go be with another woman because my heart is somewhere else. That's true. But I think there's still a lot of trepidation he has about actually getting back into a relationship with Darla because, I mean, here we are. And I think that's exactly right. what we saw. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I thought he was looking a little bit like, like he felt the way he felt when he was talking to DJ. Yeah. He gets over there. It's like, damn, man. Damn bottles all over here. Like, <laughs> oh, no. This what love looks like. Because he said later, man, who knew that love hurt you so much, right? It's just, you know, he just, it's the, I think it's the realization that this is the choice that I am making. Mm -hmm. This is where I'm, I want to be, mm -hmm. is in this. And in this is not going to be easy. Yeah. yeah. I think he was also wondering, like, if now was the time for this conversation. Like, she's still talking about she can't see blue yet. Mm -hmm. Like, right. she, she ain't ready to see blue yet. So she maybe it's not. She's for a couple weeks. Two right, weeks, right, yeah. right. So maybe it's not time for the conversation yet. That's, I think that's maybe. the kind of mama you want. Come on, man. <laughs> Actually, yes. Here, one man. who knows that right now is not the time for my, my, yeah. my child to see. Yeah, she's like, taking her recovery she, seriously. Yes, she is, for she's Ralph, protecting She's doing what she got to do, yeah. I'm glad my life ain't like that. We all are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, everybody at this table is glad that this ain't our reality. Y'all promoting it, though, so. All right. We had a chance to pick from the top, but y'all rather pick from the bottom. Bye, Corey. You just making stuff up. Go ahead. All right, so. Just big facts. We're going to mosey on back to the saying a crackhead agenda? Oh. I'm just saying no one has done crack. What are you doing? There has been no crack. You know, honestly, on some serious stuff, I feel like sometimes like when we come and we discuss these things, like we discuss them in like, Sort of like I think some of us think of these things like in an artificial space and like this an is an artificial space. And, well, but you but but when you discuss it, you think of it like an idealistic type of way versus a real type of way. I and think that's quite life, the opposite. None of this this, this yeah. doesn't make any sense. I think you're I think wrong. it's quite yeah. the opposite. I, I think, think you're speaking yeah. in theory more than we are. Right? Yeah. No, right? Because we because we care about people in real life and like you, you don't sound like you do. Emotion. Yeah. I, I care about my friends. Half I know you do. No, I I know that you do. Because I know you. I know that you care. But you don't. Sound like you care Absolutely. about people sometimes. Again, Absolutely. if you came and you told me, "Yo, what, this chick I like just relapsed," I'm gonna be like, "Bro, we probably gotta move in another direction." But there, there's good and bad. There's good. There's. I don't care how good it is. I don't care nothing. Got you. Be, you're my responsible. You got to move. Got on. you. There's good and bad, but then there's human emotion. There's also mm -hmm. nuance, and you have to consider I that. I get that, and I'm gonna say you. Look, you don't be considering I, yes, that. Yes, I will. I'm no, gonna say, look, bro. I know you like her. I know she fine. <laughs> but we got better options, and we gotta explore those better options. We always gotta make the best decision we can make. Period. Okay. And I feel like that's subjective. Right. That, that's, that's the ultimate And point. that's not bad advice to give. But a good decision for you is right. not necessarily a good decision for everybody else. Well, if anyone thinks that's a better decision, everything on paper. This is why I say I think you're speaking in theory. The rest of us are speaking in real life. No, yeah. Everything you're talking about is on paper. Mm -hmm. X, Y, Z should happen. Right. But Which, in real life, on paper, we, we know that all the time. We, we're, look, we're sports heads, right? On paper, some people look way better than they are when you see them on the actual field, and they right? Get in the game. It happens sometimes. That, that is that is a fact. It don't happen. No yeah, way. but you gotta. You can't. So you, you don't make dumb decisions you ever. Can't never. You can't never. Um, never. Sometimes. And but you know, you, you know they dumb, but no, you still no, do no, it, right? No, no, no. So I don't think I make dumb decisions at the moment. They they end up not working out. But I usually okay, like. I'm not even gonna let you go down it because I literally been <laughs> present for several of them. So we're not even gonna do this. I think at the moment they're good decisions. Cause so, okay, you thought it was a good like some sometimes I feel like people make decisions that you that you know in your mind and your heart of hearts is not the best decision, right? But you do it anyway because that's what you, you want to do. To. I just don't get why y'all. Right wrong. at the end of the day, at the end of the day, a good decision is a very subjective thing. On paper, paper is a, is very much a theory. 
on like paper. Kind of, I feel like we kind of know. On good paper, some pe- on paper, some people are bad for you. On paper, some people are good for you. How that actually manifests in real life could be very different. All right, man. Moving on. All right, so back to prom. My first of all, I do not appreciate all this underage drinking. Now, me, <laughs> a saint, did not drink <laughs> underage. I did not drink, and you can ask all my friends. I did not drink until I was a good twenty-one years of age. Stop so it. I, I swear, I do not understand all of these. Now, kids. was that on purpose? It was on purpose, and I, not that I thought, not that I judged anyone who did. I just didn't like the taste of it, and I wanted to wait until I can go did to the bar. Did it taste better when you were twenty-one? Yes, because I can get cute little mixed drinks that taste good. But you can mix those drinks at home. I didn't know I'm how. I'm not advocating for excited. underage drinking. <laughs> I by feel the like way. you are. I feel like no, you are. I, I, I did underage drink. I personally, I I personally like was yeah, not experienced well. enough to, to craft. New good, Orleans is a wonderful city, to, <laughs> by the way. To craft good tasting drinks underage. I didn't have the know it all. Like, I needed to go to the bar and get me a nice little mixed drink, and I waited till I was of age to do so. So that was my choice. Now, these kids <laughs> up, up in here drinking off the bottle, and I don't understand. Also, what I don't understand is why they were so adamant in putting Micah out there Girl, about having the, the hotel room for his, you know, activities. Them are the worst why. friends. <laughs> no, hell no, hell no. Them the type of dudes that Hollywood was talking about when you ain't got no friends. Like, yeah. Them no. ain't your friends. No, that's real. They why? were some haters. Why in life do that? That was some hating. And they were I, persistent with it. Yeah, I think that part, it was their age. You know what I'm saying? Like, they, they thought it was funny. Like, uh, obviously, we realized that, like, nah, that's some real hater-type stuff. But, like, they thought it was a little bit funny. And they weren't getting none that night. I didn't see them I boot up. Yeah. They weren't getting none. There was nobody, there that's was nobody to have a private room. Hating. Right. Yeah, they were no, hating. No, I, I definitely is. agree yeah. with that. That was that was a real hater moment. It was a real hate, 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 hate. They would have yeah. been at the ball, and I think <laughs> they might have the won the award. <laughs> Not the it ball. Was, it was bad, dude. Like, and the they kept going with it. Like after Micah tried to give a little Just rebuttal, Micah was like, "No, no, no, I just got." They it. would not let yeah, him Michael live. Like, no, I just got it because like I thought, chill. You know, chill, 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 chill. Like, right, like they didn't right. catch the hint. Right. Like you know what I'm saying? Micah tried to smoot it over. They kept to going. To be fair, yeah. though, to be fair, I'm the friend that don't never catch the hint. That's uh-huh. what. I'm, that's all. Security. I felt bad too because it made Kiki uncomfortable. Yeah. It really did. No Kiki social was over there like, oh, you put on my business out yeah. here. Like, this is right. Kiki wanted to sink into the couch. Yeah. And the thing is, her business wasn't even, it wasn't even accurate business out in the streets because yeah. they had any, it yeah. was terrible. They, yo, be better. Free Benny. Yeah, you man. stupid. That was bad. So we later found out that prom was canceled. So they're sitting around, you know, chilling, talking, seemed like, you know, hanging out. And everybody's talking about their life plans. And when it gets to Micah, it seems like my man has no plans. Well, at least, you know, not any woke plans like his friends. Um, it seems yeah, like maybe some seriously woke plans. Exactly, like, mm-hmm. woke like, plans. His plans were like going to Harvard and doing a respectable job. And it seems like you know when you're little and you have like this dream, like I'm gonna be a doctor, I'm gonna be a lawyer. Like he he never like evolved from that. I, mean, I won't mm-hmm. even say evolved, but he never gave it much thought after his like awakening. Like it seems like everyone else has like, you know. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's a great point. I think that the way they looked at him was like. I, I thought we was a woke squad. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? An investment banker. Right. What? right. But I, I think they're a little bit off with that too, like based on their age. So, I mean, like, squad. it was definitely, <laughs> <laughs> he can do more, he can do good work as a as a professional, in as a black dude. Absolutely. He absolutely with can. With some morals in a white world. 
I think it was more woke than the music producer. He want to be a music he, producer. Like at least the other people has like some. They were gonna do some good. But, My man gonna produce some music. Michael can help blacks. I just think he didn't think about it. I prefer investment bacon to uh, yeah, to music yeah. production. Absolutely, <laughs> he's he's, fi- he's finding himself. I think Micah. He had been trying to live up to these expectations. I think Shanice was right in that there has probably been this path that's been laid out for him. I'll go to Harvard. I'm going to become something respectable. And these are this is the the box of professions in which since he can't play know, ball apparently. No, that's just not as many. That did just kind of mama's height. That did kind of fall by the wayside. He got his mama's height, and his little sister got his daddy's height. Yeah, yeah. Got, I know she was tall. She was tall. She was his height. Um, but I think that Micah, he's in a space where now it's like, I don't know that if the path that was laid out for me is really the path that I want to go on, but I haven't really given any thought to what the alternative looks like. And so he's finding all of these new passions that he has, the photography and everything, but that's not real. That's not a sure thing. And everything that's been laid out for him thus far has been a, a sure thing. Like Charlie has made sure that he's went to the best schools, has had the best access to everything, but I don't think that he necessarily wants to like, that's not what he's passionate about, but he doesn't know how to really step out on his own and make uh-huh. something happen without the support of this machine that's been behind him, which well, is something that these other like. kids can't say. Like, they've been out here trying to figure things out, and he's had this, you know, machine behind him for as long as he can remember. I don't know. So, I feel, I don't know. I, I wasn't super mad at Micah's lack of plan or plan. I'm not mad. No, I'm not mad. All. Just observing. I'm, I'm not mad at all. Um, mm-hmm. I just That's feel, real I life. feel like, you know, everybody can't always... Pres- He's all of us after uh, sophomore year. Okay. <laughs> well, still, maybe. I mean, like, all of us can't pursue, like, what we're passionate about. Some of us have to pursue what we're good at. Um... And, you know, those can be very different things. So, you know, if he's, like, a really smart guy and he's good at business, like, that may just be the avenue for him. Like, some of these other kids may have, like, lofty goals that are more in line with, like, their their personal interests. But, you know, I think he he might end up being more successful than them if he pursues what he's good at. He's definitely the most realistic. I mean, the most doable, the most achievable. Right. Go to Harvard, get a a, a good job. Right. Right. So to to your point, Corey, I agree with you. I I think the reason why I put it in the bad category is because it seems like when the conversation came back around to him that he hadn't thought about it. He Mm -hmm. hadn't given it much thought since he's, you know. See, I viewed it the other way. they judged him. they, They probably did. And so the funny thing about Micah's whole life is, even though, like that, that's what privilege looks like. Mm-hmm. Because even though he hasn't thought about it, my man's still going. He'll to be good. Exactly. He's gonna be the he's greatest good. photographer out of Harvard. Like he, <laughs> he still has this this very elitist path ahead of him that he gets to take. Right. That's like, true. Mm-hmm. I don't know where the rest of these folks are going, but when they mentioned that Micah going to Harvard, Kiki's it wasn't going, like a surprise to anybody line, else. Which is a good yeah, story. that's right. Right. It wasn't like a surprise was to anybody the in the family. He's like, always oh, going to Harvard. Okay. You know, he's Micah's still a millionaire. He's still rich. He's still somebody mm-hmm. who has the ability to float a couple years and figure out his life and stuff like that. Where everybody else that was sitting in that room with him is like, they're trying to visualize their life because they have to in order to get somewhere. Micah has the the ability to do he and the privilege to, to kind of chill for a little bit if he wants to and figure it out. Like he's, yeah. I'm really I'm really enjoying my photography. Like my man is going to go to Harvard mm-hmm. to yeah. be a photographer, which, yeah. you know, maybe, maybe, Maybe that works out for him. Maybe he'll be the next Gordon Parks. Mm-hmm. Does he need to go to Harvard for that? Who knows? Probably but not. he has yeah. that option available mm-hmm. to him. And I think that's the luxury that that Micah has that maybe everybody else doesn't. They need to have a vision for their life in order to go somewhere. And why that's you, a good go point. Ahead, go ahead. I was going to say, why do you think they judged him and not 
the dude with the Wakanda Halloween costume on, <laughs> on his, you know, his basically shallow future plans. You know, like, but everybody else was like, I, I want to do this for underprivileged. I want to do this for black. I want to do this for black art. And then Micah comes with the regular, smaggler, uh, Investment I mean, I think it was something. the fact that he didn't have a plan. Like, okay. I he think, was like, I don't know. Okay, yeah. it wasn't convincing. You feel like yeah. he didn't, he, he didn't, didn't know. He, he, no, I mean, yeah. he I think, said I don't, I he hadn't thought about it. probably just expect more from Micah. Yeah, yeah. And I think they. Okay. I, well, I think Micah has made himself one of them. Yeah, he's convinced them that he is of their ilk, and their ilk is the social justice warrior type. And the truth is, Micah is okay. to a degree, but Micah also has the freedom to be whatever he wants to do, and why he's. Okay. Fe- they're all back in, in, in St. Joe's for the summer, and he's in Paris, you know, going to conferences and stuff like that. You know, his life is just different, and I think he has made them feel like he's one of them. So they're all like, we got these plans. So were they expecting like, him to, like, found a nonprofit? I, think like, I don't think They were expecting him to have a concrete I think plan. Was, I think it was to, to have a plan. Uh, okay. I think yeah. I, I mean, because... I'll just I mean, say I agree with you. I, yeah. I agree. I think he goes sit around and be like, "Are you gonna plan?" No, right. I mean, true, I, I, but they all had their plans, and he was just like, "Oh, no. I don't know." I think yeah. that it, I've always thought, especially now being a little bit older, that it's really odd that we ask seventeen and eighteen year olds to essentially know what you want to do. Right. At that age, pick a major, and this is what's going to take you on the trajectory to whatever career you're supposed to be doing for the rest of your life. And we know that it doesn't always yeah. work out that way. And he couldn't say, I'm about to save black America. They all said, I'm going to save black America with my music, my lawyering, or my <laughs> clinics. Right. Or um, Kiki with her art. Yeah. And he was like, I mean, I'm going to go to Harvard like, yeah. and ride this I thing. Guess I like he could have said, I'm going to help black people get financially savvy and da 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 or something. That, but he'd he been making that yeah. up, though. He'd been making that right. up. Yeah, that's that's just, not true. I mean, I'm Maybe just he should have. We should have made, some- <laughs> I don't, yeah. made it up in but, retrospect, maybe. But I maybe. think I think that's the thing. Like I think Micah has enough wherewithal because he is thoughtful mm-hmm. and considerate to realize I don't actually I don't have know. It. Yeah, I don't know. And like, you know what? All the rest of them may have been bullshit. I don't think so. Like, no, I think that's their goals. I think yeah. all of them believe Whether that. Or not I mean, and, and it could be very true that that's what they're going to end up doing. Right. Whereas Micah, like Micah, had again this in this this is a privileged discussion to me. Micah has the ability to float that out a little bit. He has mm-hmm. the ability to decide what he wants to be, whereas they all need to know where they're trying to go to get there. Yeah. And Micah can get work. He can do everything Whatever they wanted wants. to do. He can literally be every one of their jobs. If and he wanted he to, he has yeah. the freedom and ability to get to. He can be a lawyer. He can go be a doctor and a lawyer. He can produce tracks on the side and Take open an art gallery and, and put Kiki stuff in the art. Like, Micah has the ability to be all things, so I think it's probably more difficult for him to decide who am I going to be? And it's probably more realistic because all of us know who have been to school. It all sounds awesome until you get there and mm-hmm. you start taking classes. You start really thinking about it. And Ooh, then you Lord. realize, I mean, this ain't. Because I sure was going to med school. Dude, this ain't what I want to do. You know? <laughs> I was going to law school. Dude, one of, I mean, one of, our, one of our best friends, you know what I'm saying? I remember he went to high school together. This dude was going to be a doctor. That's all he Same, wanted to do. Yeah. He's a lawyer now. I mean, he's not like he took a step down, but. Mm-hmm. All he wanted to do was be a doctor. That's all he wanted to do. And it ended up changing, you know, because things change. You take classes, life happens. You know, you learn and you realize maybe this isn't what I wanted to do. But one thing I'll add that's, I mean, I guess it's kind of a good thing from this conversation is that I did think it was dope how the writers were able to kind of 
weave in real issues into what the what into the goals that the, you know yeah. they had you know homegirl yeah. who wanted to open the urgent care clinics and provide low cost care to people in the community because of course that's a real issue across rural communities across the country homeboy who wanted to open the bail bonds you know because of cash bail people mm -hmm. sitting in jail because they can't afford a hundred five hundred dollars to get out of jail so I mean in a very I mean not so subtle way but they were still able to touch on these very real things mm -hmm. so I thought that was dope that was dope okay so moving on to our friend Nova so I don't know color me a little annoyed um <laughs> we opened the scene and I I've been giving Nova her props like she's been apologizing whatever that's cool that's cute but we opened the scene and she's just chilling with the fam like everything is normal and I don't good, understand baby. I just don't I, I mean I almost forgot that two episodes ago nobody was talking to her um, I just don't, I mean, but we didn't see, I feel like we need to see. One of us predicted this was going to happen. I don't know who it was. Though. I don't, yeah. No, I did, I, I did at some point. I talked about she was going to have some great redemptive moment in, and, and that, that, article, that article could have been a redemptive moment. But I just feel like it came too quickly. I'm with you, Shawnee. I, I feel like, yeah, I'm with you. I feel like she got off too easy with both Charlie and Anvai. And she, that, those are the only two people that she's apologized to as of yet. That so, we've seen. That we've seen. And so I just feel like it was just, on fire? Did she, she did. Say, she said, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause she, I thought she just said, I want, I, I would have done things different. She said, I no, think she, she didn't say that. She I said feel like she was sorry. sorry. She, said she, she did until Envar said, if I had said no, would you have done right, it? Right, right. Then she I mean, did. she did a whole spiel before what she was saying. She didn't, I mean, she might have, she didn't you mean know, to, you know, she didn't know the hurt that it would cause and yada, yada, yada. But then I'm back. I took that as an apology. Um, she did say like I'm more sorry every day for mm -hmm. what. Yeah, she did say something. But on, even still, I just feel like it wasn't enough for the. We spent a lot of time on like the damage and the destruction that Nova caused, and I just feel like it's mad. Like it's two episodes, and she's just kicking it like everything is normal. And I'm, I feel away. I, that retreat must have been amazing. I mean, but to be but to be fair, Charlie's the only one that she seems to be back to pseudo normal terms with um, by still man. giving her the blues they're not speaking we haven't seen her interact with ralph angel at all or darla, definitely not darla. so right. i definitely not darla she ain't seen blue that, according to yeah. our uh, you know yeah been around and so maybe there's still some development there but i mean to your point though i will absolutely agree that I would I would love to see at least even Charlie prefacing a conversation with Ambai mm -hmm. to acknowledge the fact that like listen. Ambai threw some shade out there now. Oh, she, um, what she, she say? Did at the beginning of the episode. Well, because uh, they said something about like the digging the roots and digging their roots. Because yeah, she said, that. or yes, yeah, she said that Micah was going to be the next uh, Henry Louis Gates, the, mm -hmm. the finding oh, our yeah, roots yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, and Ambai yeah. was like, uh, well, we've done enough root finding <laughs> and, and, and dodging yeah. trees to fill yeah. a forest or yeah. something like that. She yeah. has a way with words. She, she does. She some shade out there. She did. I will say that I am surprised that Charlie, of all people, is the one who has toppled first, so to speak, when it yeah. comes to like I the, am surprised. the wall of the wall of Nova. Because because Charlie's well, so Charlie's the most resolute about things. Like she's very much black and white, cut and dry. But she's also the most resolute. Well, she show. I think she tends to show the most like strength. Like like I need to show you my strength in this matter. And what was in the book was more damning for her, I think, than maybe not Darla, but more publicly. Well, yeah. Like what was it? Like the the problem. Ralph the problem with 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 Aunt Vi is that she went to go see Jimmy Dale, and Jimmy Dale showed up at her doorstep. Right? Mm -hmm. What she said about about Charlie was like anti woman. 
it was she put her business out there and how she dealt with the sex scandal. She effectively it was so damning that it threatens to to be an issue that can bring her down, I think. Well, I knew we would get here because <laughs> the truth always thing in the beginning, but you know, after a while you realize it was the truth and it's hard to be mad at somebody who told the truth about you. So, you know, eventually I knew that we would get back to a point where they would just kind of start to like overlook things and, and things would ease up. I want to say this is this is going to be interesting, and this is going to be kind of a, a a contradiction of sorts. In the last episode, when Aunt Vi called Ralph Angel over to to Darla's house, mm-hmm. she said, "Sometimes, sometimes we have to deal with the truth, even when the truth." Is ugly or what we don't like. I thought that was very Bang. telling, considering mm-hmm. that the entire out. thing about this book is about truth telling for the family, and nobody likes it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody else picked up on that, but it, it jumped out to me it. because I was like, "That's an interesting statement coming from Aunt Vi." It is because her Nova's whole book is about this idea of telling the truth in the face of of what it brings. If you ask her what the book is about, that's what she would say. But there's lots of opinions <laughs> interwoven in this. Like exactly. there's lots of opinions, there's lots of judgments, exactly. there's lots of half half truths, there's lots of assumptions. My take, my, right, yeah. right, my take or what I, what what I saw when I stood what in I the field survived. was like he yeah. buried three three uh three white men. <laughs> well, I honestly That's didn't what I know saw. that uh, Prosper is the one who told her what it was. But I'm by was like, I don't know what happened. I'm just back to Nova and what's in her book. And <laughs> you know the, was, the, the, it's not all truth like nah, like she would say. Most of it's truth or or it's her version of the truth. But at the end of the day, like I said Ain't no truth. version of the Ain't truth. The truth the truth the truth. The truth thing at first, but at some point once you realize it's the real truth. But even you know, but even when we get to like that's talking about like Charlie, okay, like she told things that were true, but she also colored it with her opinion of, of Charlie and called her names and just She did. Like it it was more than truth. It was truth plus how I feel about it. Well, you can't write, you know, 400 pages of facts, right? So obviously, All right, it's no here you go. You just everything you just said. My whole point was that Aunt Vi actually I mean, seems you to can't agree write with the idea of, facts. of you got to write some opinion in there too. Yeah, Aunt Vi seems to believe to to believe in the idea of the truth setting you free mm-hmm. to a degree. She does because that's why she thought that Darla needed to, to, tell, to tell Ralph Angel about the two dudes what what she had found out mm-hmm. in order to let allow them to move forward in whatever way that was. So Aunt Vi, I think she's she's gonna need some time. I think she's getting there. I think it's probably even a huge step for her to even be in the same room with oh, Nova yeah. at mm-hmm. this point. And so I think that's progress. Yeah, I think she's definitely making progress uh, for sure. So it's just gonna take her some time, and mm-hmm. maybe that acknowledgement of the value of the truth was the first step in allowing herself to be to share a space with Nova. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with her feeling a little kind of way and throwing a little jab here and there until she, you know. Yeah, and I definitely don't think it's done done because Nova, I mean, not Nova, Vi can really hold on to things. Like she, yeah. She'll take shots. Mm-hmm. And she, yeah. she's a work in progress. She's taking a lot of shots at, at, at Darla, you know, over these over these few weeks. Yeah. You know, and we haven't seen her quite get back with Ralph Angel yet. And, you know, we're still seeing the direct fallout with Darla, like, mm-hmm. and, her, and her relapse directly from what Nova put in the book, you know, so that's gonna be a different step. And did wait, can I ask you a question? Did Darla's mama not read the book? Oh, yeah, man. I think so. Listen, Darla's Dar- mama is Darla's mom. So, like last week <laughs> when she pushed Jordan all up on Darla, Darla was like, Yeah, I don't even really want to see Jordan like that. But, but she was like, No, she's in town. You but do you, see th- her. do you think Darla's like, mom knows 
about Jordan really, really. But she knows that during that period of time that that was her friend. Like when she, she knows that yeah, when Darla was struggling, Darla's mama is worried about the wrong stuff. Yeah, she she's too busy worried yeah. about decorum and what's polite. I don't think I don't think she knows how toxic Jordan is. Probably not. She doesn't, but I think she can put two and two. When Darla was struggling, that was her best friend. So why put that person back in her life? I don't uh, think she knows everything. I don't think she knows everything about Jordan. But at the she doesn't want to know. But at the same time, I also think that she, I, I just think she's worried about the wrong stuff. I think as a mother, you could tell, I mean, not even as a mother, as a person, you could tell that from Darla's reaction that she wasn't enthusiastic about seeing Jordan. Uh, so why are you more concerned with me meeting up with this chick if it's if I don't want to? And yeah. so like you're she so worried you're so worried about what it'll look like if she's friends. in town and I don't go see her versus my actual like what I actually want. But she could at least tell the dollar didn't well, want that into it, right? She could tell that. And she so pushed she her like, on her anyway. Sometimes she wasn't like, hey daughter, how come you don't want to see your parents? Like, That's true. It's not important. Your friends be around your parents sometimes they be fronting. Your parents be thinking they're the best best friends. But there's also this this little, like, this little debutante Jack and Jill exactly. type culture that it like, seems like her mom exactly. is a part of. Exactly. She's like, oh, Jordan's in town. You have to. You have to. Jordan, I love her. Yeah. By she any means necessary. Here, you know, look at you. See, look at you. You know about you. that with your Oak Bluff shirt on. Because at the end of the day, I can't imagine my mother, uh, old friend or whatever, like if I don't want to go talk to her, I'm not going to go talk to her. My mother might say so, but it's not going to be a thing where like it would be improper for me to not speak to this girl. If I don't want to, I don't want to. Jordan probably be fronting so, so hard in front of her mom. Mm-hmm. Her, her, her mom probably have a totally different idea of who she really probably is. So, and so probably that's probably so. why she sent but her. But they know who Darla is. Yeah. They know who Darla They They know the truth about Blue. They know. Like, they know. Nah, they know. They know who they, they, no, they, they didn't. No, no, no. Her mother, they, I, if I remember correctly, her mother was like, we like don't they, even, yeah, yeah they, the they knew they knew something yeah. about they knew something about whether or not well, they didn't know exactly, but maybe they, they didn't knew, know that Darla was great. They, they knew something. They, like they Darla, knew Darla, Darla didn't know two guys. They knew last Darla right? been through some things. They know yeah. that it wasn't that like a diameter was running. Shut your but, mouth. Anyway, one, this man over here. But one more so thing. Too many miles on it. One more thing to add on Charlie. That boy Ralph Anderson bought a lemon. Can you can you stop? Too much. Okay. Too much. I'm gonna give it two seconds to, to cut. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Standing. One more thing to add on Charlie. Um, I think that she, as far as her moving on with Nova, I think that she literally has just made a choice to forgive and try to heal. And I think that maybe a catalyst for that is maybe her falling out with Romero and understanding that she had her own demons and things to confront and you know, she wants to be, feel like she's possibly redeemable too. And so I think after she had that whole, you know, meltdown at the bar, Nova coming to, you know, be there for her then, I think maybe it was just the choice at that point to like, listen, I'm going to forgive you and we're going to actually work on making this relationship better. They did the retreat. And I mean, we know that approximately two weeks or so has passed. And so maybe they were able to make some breakthroughs, Maybe they have continued to work on building their relationship and and getting back to building a real sisterly relationship. Because while Nova has hurt Charlie, I think Charlie maybe for the first time has seen ways in which she hurt Nova too, which maybe has softened her a little bit to, you know, mending that relationship. I think that's a good point. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we see Nova present Charlie with some info from the lineages um, book. 
she presented that in order to give Charlie some leverage in the campaign, which we later found out included some information about um, some Landry, Boudreaux, um, and Bordelon uh, dealings. We found out that, you know, Landry, great-great-grandma Landry. Landry was actually a Bordelon. I thought that was interesting. I mean, it's, it's an interesting twist in the story, um, especially because... I, in my estimation, Jacob Boudreaux did not know this. No. But Sam Landry knew. I, I, I'm sure Sam Landry knows, and that might. Oh, that, I, so I wonder him. what mm-hmm. Aunt Vi has on him. But I, so uh, I don't know what Aunt Vi has on him. Favor. Just like I got to call him a favor. The favor could have been I've been keeping yeah, this stuff might, silent on you, and, yeah. or you know. But I, what's a Jacob's mom was she got to know because it's about the great great grandmother like it, a great she, grandmother she definitely knew Jacob's mama definitely knew her grandma. I'm not so certain that everybody has to know because obviously it's not it's obvious a small town though bro. but but see it's, but it's not apparent looking at this woman right so maybe she's passing so like we haven't seen a picture of her so maybe just people right, right. Who, they had people pass right 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 so people especially in Louisiana so if people don't know her. Then they just thought she was a white but member Jacob's of the family. Mama, or like no, none of those murmurs. None of those. I think Jacob's mama knew because she commented rumors. on the fact that they had been. What did she say when she was um, bombing out, bombing Charlie out? Um, well, that the, 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 the Landry men have been whatever, whatever. Out, Listen, we know family out, secrets are a thing in the South. Family secrets are always a thing when it comes to this type of stuff. There's always somebody passing, somebody. That's, That's why, I mean, we can't, what was the term? Like, throwback babies, whatever you call it. You know that? I mean, it's messed up, but it is. Listen. But I don't know, though. It seemed like if the great-grandma was half black, like. It's too close. Have, it's too close to the lineage. Somebody would know. She, 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 she either say some, half. Some black features or something going on. No, black. She, she says a proud African-American. Proud African-American. Wait, Jabri, what would you say? I mean, in the same breath, he said, proud African-American woman and secretly. I just think white people just tend to say proud when they say African-American. I mean, it's like african like proud is the adjective that you throw behind African-American. Proud woman of color. <laughs> right? That's probably true. That's probably true. I, I just, How many times have you heard that phrase? Proud woman of color from a person who wasn't a person of color. That's what they need. So, that's, like, that's the adjective. What, that's Im- the, what impact is this going to have on them? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I think... I don't know that it's going to work out the way that Charlie thinks it's going to work out, as, as we said earlier. I'd be very curious how this impacts the Landry Boudreaux family. And maybe that's, maybe that's it. Maybe that makes him unelectable and that maybe the Landrys won't want to put their machine behind him anymore. I don't no, necessarily it's going to turn the public against him in the way that Charlie So thinks. I think they have to put their – so they, can, they control him. So he's just mm-hmm. like a figurehead. So it don't matter whether he's black, white, whatever – like they still gonna have to put their machine behind him because they can control him and then just for control all the well, business. Well, it's damage so. control now though because yeah. this is St. Joe's and I'm assuming the racists are plentiful. Yeah. And um, proud, proud and plentiful. And but hold on, if he black, the mama black, like everybody. So that's the thing. Well, like, like I, her I family don't know is, is like, definitely. The G, uh, jump to him. She didn't call Charlie a, a mulatta, but yeah. it turns out it's <laughs> a mulatta. A mulatta girl. It's some octoroons and um. Guys, you right. Guys, some octoroons. The mama can't throw him away because he black. You black too. Like what do you mean? We all black. We got one degree blacker. We got DNA testing down here in St. Joe's, and so we can't just throw him to the wolves. There has to be more to this. There has to be. I would like to hear Vi's take on this. I think, especially because in some previous season where they were discussing 
um, the farm and how the land has, you know, moved between the Bordelones and the Landry's. Aunt Biden has knows a lot about the Bordelone lineage. And so I can't imagine that it would come as a shock to her that she had no clue that somehow at some point the Landry and Bordelone, you know, family lines had crossed. There, there has to be more to this. And I, that, maybe implicates the Landry's in a more sinister way. Nefarious. Um, maybe that's why uh, Ernest Bordelon was able to get all that land that was in the middle of that property. Maybe. Ooh. Maybe. May, uh, there, there has to be. That sounds yeah. like an, a, a, an eviction prediction. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. I'm just saying, like, remember, there, there was, like, this carve-out exactly. that they had. Exactly. And how they the get, Landry's yeah. are trying to circle the wagons and get that land back from the Bordelones, and maybe that's why, because great-grandma Landry... Wanted what? to leave a little something for her family. Was yeah. like, listen, I'm out here passing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna catch this. I'm gonna catch this. Uh, this <laughs> melanin deficiency, maroonness. <laughs> Not catch it. But I'm, a, I'm gonna let y'all. I'm gonna let the homies get a little bit of something out yeah. of this package too. I'm. I wonder if there's any sort of. I mean, I'm sure. Like, did the. Landry's maybe owned the border loans at oh. one point in time. Oh. Like, oh, yeah, I, I mean, what because I that for the ambitions part. Too much speculation, right? But here. wouldn't what? it be named Landry? Maybe uh, I, I don't. Well, he too. said my great great grandma Landry. Border loan French. He said right. He did say great grandma Landry. He said she was a border loan, but she was great grandma Landry. That's true. So Landry was her maiden name. Border loan was her maiden name. Yeah, yeah. She she married a Landry. She married or married. Or she just one day showed up and was like, I'm a Landry. And it was like, okay. okay. You look like you could be. I need to see a picture. I need to see, yeah. need to see a picture. I need a picture. I need the book. I need, I need blood. And, yeah, um, somebody showed a family tree. I want to see. <laughs> well, the family tree is convoluted now. It so, absolutely and this is. is. What they we need showed, all this, this content. This is what they showed Nova at the- And she was uh, like, nah. She's like, nah, we can't we're use this. We're not doing this. Remember when she was at the show? They were like, we want to show your- uh, uh-huh. Maybe the the patrilineal. We need the lineage. tree. Yeah, we need the yeah. tree writers. Yeah. And they the was tree. like, yeah. She was like, nah. We we can't do nothing with this. Like, I'm not trying to find out that the, the Landrys and Border Loans apparently are on national no TV. Sam Landry, my cousin. All right, that's what's up. What's next? Okay, so yeah, Nova threw that hoop. So we find out that Calvin. We haven't heard from Calvin since last episode. Um, Calvin is coming down for her birthday, and she seems really excited despite their last interaction. Um, the last time they were talking, she found out that he was kind of complicit in some police brutality. Um, and I was thinking that... <laughs> what, Corey? No, I'm tripping. I was watching whoop, something stupid. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking that she would feel more... Conflicted. Conflicted about that, but she was real excited that he was coming and just let that fall by the wayside. So change your mind. You, you know what they, you know, and, and they were talking. They've been talking about getting more serious. So you know, I got. I don't know if we're just not going to revisit that at all, or if that's just not a thing anymore, or what. Well, Calvin was very much like I'm trying to. Like Calvin denied it though, right? Did he say he never participated? No, no. He no, said he was. He, he said he seen, seen it. He saw it, and he didn't do anything. I seen it in World Star. But that was a life pass. He, we had a whole conversation about this. Corey. I was about to say, don't act like it wasn't what it was. But Calvin tried to call Nova about Colton tried to call Nova out about her commitment issues. Mm-hmm. That happened, mm-hmm. and I actually happen. believe that to be true. Like things were good for Nova when she doesn't have to commit too hard to him. Right? She could. Yep. She could live her life the way that she wants to. Now that they're trying to make it work, it's like. But somehow, even through all their drama, they ended up smashing on the counter. Because <laughs> that's what happens Big when grown smash. people have problems and beef, and then you argue, and then you somebody. make up at the same time. Yeah. He actually dropped a bar. He was like, um, 
maybe our happiness is on the other side of what we're comfortable with. And I was like, hmm. Glory to my bars. I, 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 I was like that. That's what that was so deep. I missed it. Um, <laughs> Listen, they, there was some poetry in this it episode. Was. That was Rob Angel dropped a little poetry. Rob Angel dropped a lot of poetry. You know, Calvin out here dropping bars. I get a white man some death poetry jam mm-hmm. bars. You know what I'm saying? That was a message. <laughs> Hashtag message. Yeah. Listen, you, could def- you could definitely turn that into like a meme on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But Calvin about to move back, man. He trying to be close to that thing. He, he about to move he, in. He is in love. I wonder what that means for like his relationship with his kids, though, and everything. Shut I'm just saying. That's like, not, see, good that's when you always go a step too far. Like, Why you always do so much? He loves his children. Wait, where do they live, though? Where do they live? He only a part-time dad Anyway. Well, that's a good question. He moved to Baton Rouge yeah. for business to work, but he lived in New Orleans before that. Yeah, so he was a policeman in New Orleans. He so moved Mike, to Baton Rouge when he started his business. Uh, so he, he left, left his family back. and then he he moved back. Yeah, well, who, it, it is interesting. That his family's a non-factor. No matter where his family lives, yeah, it's, it's a non-factor in his decision. Yeah. <laughs> it's about and it's not. To, who knows where the family is? They may not have stayed in New Orleans either. Yeah, but not let them little rugrats interrupt you got going on. Calvin, get out here and do your thing, Playboy. How close is Baton Rouge in Louisiana? I mean, yeah, in like like New Orleans. It's like, it's like an like, hour. Like 50-something miles. It ain't that bad. Yeah, it's not that That's bad. Not bad. People make that, that trick every day. Yeah, well, he said he'd rather commute to Baton Rouge. Yeah, it was, yeah. people make it. People commute. They can see each other during the week is what I'm saying. It's like, like the Baltimore, D.C. type of thing. They were counting weekends. Mm. Like, like we can only get together on the weekends. Like, nobody's writer. That's what I thought, too. Well, yeah. I mean, it's hard. Yeah. Now, who wants to make those a, days a be 50, free? Who wants to make a 50 mile commute? <laughs> when you ride, you ride, work when you ride for a living, first of all, I commute 50 miles each way to work oh, every well, day. So, well, there you go. If you can do it, Calvin can do it. He sure can. <laughs> Calvin White. What? You know what? I I really feel like America. I just want to say that if I've been extra giggly today, I pour mad bourbon in my cup, and I'm really feeling the effects. We don't hit a misuse more than usual. Um, so there's um, that. So Calvin and Nova, that's a good thing, or is that a bad? That was just that was Nova. That was that was a Nova. That was Nova. What else we got on Nova? That's it. That's it. All right, that's it. That was that was a good bad Nova. Well, I got some predictions today. Here you go. So wait, we 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 gonna be right back with some addictions. Welcome back to Bourbon and Borderlines on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. We are back with our addictions, that is advice and predictions, which is a completely made-up word, but that is okay because you do what you want when you pop in. And so, I think we will start off with Corey this week. Corey, what advice slash prediction do you have? So, I don't know if you've been listening to this podcast, but I ain't watching this show no more. <laughs> I ain't got no advice or no predictions Ooh, for nobody. Who you watching next? Hell no, I ain't watching nothing. I'm going <laughs> to tell you, um, I'm going to predict that next Wednesday I'm going to be folding laundry and chasing women. And my advice is for the people that's left. Let me see. Actually, I might have some advice. Micah, get your life together. Blue, run away. <laughs> Davis, be more involved in your kids. Like. You already said this. Bye. Nova, keep doing what you're doing, girl. You're doing your thing. Um, Charlie, slide in my DMs. And that's all the advice I got. But I ain't watching this show no more. I cannot participate in this foolishness after Ralph Angel and took this girl back. I don't know. Y'all, y'all just tell me what happened next week. We need to do some fan auditions for a fifth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all gonna have to replace me. I, I, I didn't quit. I, I'm like Andrew Luck. I didn't retire early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too my ankle hurt. For Corey. Whatever, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. All right, Panama, what you got? So I got some advictions, I think. 
Uh, my advice is based on a song by the group SWV. Okay. Uh, and my advice is for Ralph Angel. Use your heart, not your mind. <laughs> oh, my God. If you got time, I'm walking, I'm walk, time. I'm walking out the podcast now. I didn't put my I'm waiting for everybody else to jump in and get I'm walking, I'm walking out the podcast now. Hey, it's work. been nice knowing y'all folks. I'll see y'all later. So that, that's my <laughs> advice. My prediction going forward is that uh, Ralph Angel and Darla are going to try to find a way to get that old thing back. Uh, I think the terms old That's thing right. back was used in this episode. That's Perhaps right. I could be making that up. Uh, we almost went through a whole bottle of bullet. So uh, I look very much forward to seeing Ralph Angel do what he can to help Darla get where she needs to go. I think they're a good couple. I think they're actually a good couple together. And uh, that is my prediction. I'm, I see that. Quick question. I thought the lyric was "Use your heart and not your eyes." <laughs> Dang. I think that's wrong. You I do? think that's real wrong. <laughs> it's not I eyes. Use your heart and not your eyes. Got a conflict. Why would it be your eyes? Be, like, don't believe what you see. You use your got heart. time, then I got time. I'm gonna look it up. I believe I never heard this song in my life. life. You know, since we're here, I want to say that uh, SWV Genius says. Use your heart, not your eyes, baby. Oh. Just relax and ride. Okay. If you got time, then I got time. Ooh. All right. Yeah. Okay. Here's the thing. You, I, <laughs> I don't know, but I decided to run it the way that in my head it worked for this and particular. And you know what, uh, though? It works. Okay. It works. And again, you do what you want when you pop it and you pan them out. I mean, the point and is, I wanted to get SWV into the conversation. And I appreciate okay. that. And, and it's I'm here. And it's SWV here. SWV is the greatest of I'm all time. Always I still like that. it at your point. Me fans. just being a lyrics connoisseur, I just had to. Mm. Uh, had to, you had said to that word is connoisseur. Wow. He, he, he put he, the wrong emphasis he, on the wrong syllable. He, he wanted that get back. He, he waited. You, you better not say nothing for real. You better be correct with everything you say. He wasn't letting that slide. Okay. We're just correcting now. One tick mark for, for Panama. All right. It's 1-1. All right. Shawnees. All right. I have a prediction and some advice. Let me, well, I'll go with the advice first. My advice is for Dear Envoy, sis. You know, I don't know what the offerings are in St. Joe, <laughs> but here in D.C., we have lots of, like, pole dancing classes Ooh, and, you know, wow. like, classes Ooh. to find your inner <laughs> sexy. Ooh. And I encourage you, sis, to mm. go and, like, get in tune with that. That will help, you know what I'm saying, your, your future endeavors. Are you mm -hmm. saying Envoy? I didn't say. Doesn't have the moves. I, that's not what I said. I just said you can improve. Spice it up. Spice it up. That's what. That's it. We could all use some. We could spicy chicken sandwich. We could all use. What's in the chicken wrap? <laughs> <laughs> I almost sang the song. I was. Oh my god. I was ready. To, I was. If anybody else would have started singing, I would have absolutely been your backup. We're not going there. I mean, I can. I can What's kick in it off. What's in the spicy chicken wrap? <laughs> Goodbye. Crispy you know, chicken. <laughs> Fresh lettuce, All right. And who's next? I'm not done. <laughs> <laughs> Ray, wrap it up. Who the you know, wrap we, it up? Boss? I just feel like we could all use a little improvement in our, you know, in our, you know, in our, in sex our sexy time. In our sexy time. That's yeah, it. She could definitely use an improvement. Shut up. All right. All right. Prediction. I really feel like Jacob Boudreaux is probably not going to lose this election. And I feel like Charlie's going to end up having to work with him in order to get things that she wants to get done done i hate to see it but i just feel like he said she set him up with some information that made him look better um so that's what i think is gonna happen 
So I'm gonna actually go because I'm. I feel like Jabri would be. I, I love letting him close out this okay. segment. <laughs> but my advice, I'm actually. <laughs> interestingly enough, I'm going to steal Panama's advice it, to the to the to the letter. Yes. Use your heart and not your mind. Mm. <laughs> or your eyes. It's, it's not even no, a real your thing. Mi- your, your mind. Your mind. And and that advice is for Micah. Because my prediction is, I don't think he's going to go to Harvard. I don't think he's following through. Mm. I think that he is trying to keep up with what's expected of he him. He's got to go to Howard. That was, ooh, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? You know, <laughs> H-U. got to stay on the show. He's going to Grambling. Is that a JUCO, Howard? Is that, is that a community college? You know better Shoes than that. Shoes expressed by Corey do not reflect those of the rest of Is us. Is that a vocation? HBCU nah. grads. Okay. And, and we know Corey has a lot of hatred in his I heart. I'm the only so. non-HBC grad in here. Huh? You can tell. No, you can you're, tell. You're not, but you can oh, tell. Oh, wait. You didn't go to HBCU? No. What the heck you over there? Can't I didn't say Howard anything. Ford. I just said that that's what he was going to go. Oh, I just feel like hate, I just hate, feel hate, it. hate, 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 hate. <laughs> Hater. Hater. That's like Botech. Anyway, come on. That's okay. You know better than that. You know better than that. <laughs> we don't we don't entertain such nonsense. Anyway, moving the on. The ashy sign y'all had. The Nick Bye, Kennedy. Corey. <laughs> the Nick Cannon took that pic next to. I hear it. Oh, man. Let's go. Sorry. That was <laughs> Some of that toxic toxicity <laughs> creeping out again. Moving on. I don't think Mike is going to end up going to Harvard. I think he's trying to keep everybody happy, living up to everybody's expectations. But I think that his passions lie elsewhere. Maybe it's with photography. Maybe it's with something else. But I think that he should really give it some thought to use his heart and find his passion and what he really wants to do with his life and not do what he feels will make other people happy. I'll say. All right. So my um, advice is for Charlie. Um, don't underestimate what Jacob's hurdle is. You know, like Jacob, he got a lot to let go of, right? He can fully intend to be cool and just not realize what he has to give up, right? He's saying that he's going to go against the family. He's going to be, you know, what can I do? You know, how can I let go of this privilege? How can I be a man of the people? And he might fully intend it, but then when he realizes that his whole life is wrapped up in it, I think he might be less enthusiastic about it. And even, you know, like you said, um, I don't know that he's going to lose this election. He got up there. He sounded good mm-hmm. with all his uh, unburdening himself of family secrets. You know, such and such is black. We got this terrible uh, uh, pricing structure. You know, those are things that people won't actually want to hear. Um, and my prediction is that I don't miss that Charlie suddenly single and that <laughs> she's going to be in... She's going to be in proximity to my man, Jacob. And, uh, and uh, you know, Jacob's definitely interested. Now, the only question is, are they too closely related? <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a factor. Y'all, yeah, y'all, y'all cousins. Now yeah. they're cousins. Yeah, yeah. But um, that's something that they're going to have to uh, uh, consider. And um, <laughs> so I think that them working in close proximity is something that they're going to have to uh, extricate themselves from. You know, like I think they're going to have some interest in each other. And that's my prediction. All right. Any other evictions for the good of the order? I ain't watching this show no more. I don't care what happened next. All right. Well, in that case, we will be back with our shots of bourbon on the Bourbon and Borderlands podcast on the Blacktastic Podcast Network. Ow. And we're back on Bourbon and Borderlands with our ceremonial shot of bourbon. 
to celebrate that individual who has had the best week this episode or whatever metric, whoever is <laughs> speaking these highs to use. And we are going to start with Jabri. You ready? Yeah. Um, I was looking at a couple people this week for the shot. I really liked Micah. I'm, good. I'm glad to see him bounce back. You know, he had a tough week last week, you know, dealing with the police. Um, we didn't talk about this, but I need Micah, like, to... <laughs> I need Micah to uh, comply with the commands, y'all. I mean, <laughs> listen, I understand, like, you know, we want to stand up for ourselves, but, like, I got a 19-year-old, and, like, I want him to come home. So it's like, I don't want him sitting out there talking about, I don't need to show you my ID. I need to just show the, show the ID. If the police misbehave, we'll deal with it later. Come home, tell me what happened, and we'll file a complaint. We'll try to press charges or whatever. Just come home. But anyway, Micah having a good week. I felt like he was very thoughtful with his girl, very attuned to her feelings. But there was a hell of a storm, and he turned down that umbrella, and I just can't give him a shot. I can't, I can't give him a shot. It's the worst the weather forecast. Charlie tried to give him an umbrella, and, and he just wasn't feeling it. I like Jacob this week. Jacob was like, yo, what can I do better? Like, I'll, I'll drop out the race, but no, I can't do that. Maybe I'll throw the race. He was trying to, he was trying to do what was right for Charlie, but then he got up on the stage, and he said, Proud African American <laughs> who was secretly black, and I just don't understand how she can be proud and a secret. So that's what Jacob was out. But the the true MVP of the week, who gets the shot, Ralph Angel. Are you serious, right? Ralph Angel, <laughs> Ralph Angel had two people he needed well, to speak to. Mm-hmm. He had two people he needed to talk to. He talked to Deisha and he talked to Darla, and he handled his business in both times. He ripped. He started off slow. He said it's complicated. I didn't love that. But then he came right back with, with, with clear, strong language. Listen, I'm in love with Darla. When she, when, she, when she hurt, I hurt. When she bleed, I bleed. You know what I'm saying? He was very clear about that. Then he went and talked to Darla and was like, yo, I never stopped. You know, so, so you know, I feel like he went, he went and handled his business. He talked to DJ, he talked to Darla. Rolf Angel manned up. If y'all can see my face right now. Shot for Ralph Angel. Love to see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Janae, who you got? So I'm actually going to give my shot to Hollywood this week. I thought he got, he, he, he and his woman are back in a good space, got the strip tease. Got <laughs> got the strip tease. She played her little slow jam deluxe, get the draws uh, playlist. Mm-hmm. Um, he got the little sponge bath. And he's starting the uh, the St. Joe's Social Club for Men, also known as the Real Spot, getting some very getting putting that ball into motion. And so, as far as who had the best week, I honestly don't feel like there's another option. Hollywood winning. All right, all right, Shanice. You know, I just feel, I'm feeling real light this week, and you know, since they already drinking. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna go ahead and get my shot to Kiki for looking so cute in her little prom dress. Oh, I just think okay. Kiki was looking bomb. She did look good. Kiki looked bomb, and you already drinking, so here, girl, just have a little shot. Y'all at the hotel, y'all not driving, so just here, put it she under the, the table. Don't tell nobody. Right. I want to point out this shot is ceremonial. <laughs> yes. Like nobody, nobody no is one drinking. No one condones underage drinking. But I'm just saying, in case y'all was thinking that, you know, they in the hotel, they not going nowhere. Okay. Bye. Don't tell nobody. Bye. Okay. Have your shot. Right. Corey? Well, look, man, even though I'm not watching the show no more, and I really had a hard time finding anyone who had a positive week, 
I'm gonna go ahead and give a shot to my guy, White Lightning, my man Calvin. Apparently, whatever Noah put on him was so strong that boy was ready to change his address back to New Orleans. That uh, you know that that must have been a good time. So that's the best I got for this week because I ain't watching the show no more. Calvin, my last shot of bourbon for the season goes to Calvin for whatever him and Nova went through and 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 whatever. I'm out. I don't give a damn. I'm mad. I, I first off, listeners, I'm mad about that Ralph Angel stuff, and I ain't listening no more. I ain't watching no more. Excuse me. Fair enough. Speaking of Ralph Angel, I'm about to give my shot to Ralph Angel oh because I agree with what Jabri said. Oh Look, Ralph Angel, he stepped up when he needed to step up. He he had the conversation with DC he did not want to have. And he had the conversation with Darla he also probably didn't want to have, but he knew he had to have, which was, look, girl, I'm here for you. I was going to sing a Boyz II Men song, but I couldn't think of the lyrics to it. I this thought about the... Uh, I was thinking of... Uh, it was, I thought amazing. about the Milestone song from that Soul Food. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. Girl, from, how, I, Wait, wait, hold up, hold up. I thought about Barry White. I Never care ever again. for wait, wait, you, wait, hold up, hold up. so why don't you care for me right, like good. I care oh. about you? I thought we were giving... So he's singing the harmony... It sounded good over there. That was Janae. That was Janae. Janae, the oh, one that was wait, doing that. Was you? Wait, wait, yeah. hold, pause, pause, pause. I thought we were giving shots of bourbon to had the best week. Mind your business. It, he did have a good week. Look, Ralph Angel had a good week for for personal accountability. He lost and acknowledging <laughs> acknowledging who you Does are not inside. Compute for Corey. He lost. A top Let's not wait till the water runs dry. It ended up with a. <laughs> he reset. said, "White chocolate lives pass us by." He was down on bended knee. He said, I want to thank him. I, I hear you, bro. I hear Mama. You, let's get, get, let's, this. Don't I, let real love pass you by. I thought he had the Ooh. worst week. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like Ralph Angel was out here living his best life. Are y'all getting a different So we are giving, we are giving, so <laughs> I guess Ralph poetic. Angel won. This week, Ralph Angel gets the ceremonial shot of birth. And Corey hates right, to see come it. Come on and toast uh, to Ralph Angel. Y'all clearly got the love in his life. Clink, 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 clink. And uh, that's going to wrap up this week's uh, edition of Bourbon and Border Loans. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and on Instagram and subscribe to the show. And thank you for listening. We, uh, we had a lot of fun this time. You got uh, Harmony. You got a lot of random song lyrics. SWV made it in here. You got like music uh, around here. Corey's brand of shenanigans. Listen, retired, we, gave you, we gave you a little country, a little rock and roll. But we are about to take this horse down the Old Town Road. Oh, whoa. <laughs> well... And <laughs> exactly, this is—it's been one of those episodes. When I started this out, I said we got a special episode for you, and I did not. Turns out I was not lying. So we're gonna end this the way we always do. One, two, three. Take, take flight. flight. Minus Corey. This podcast.